This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Perik Tzadik Beis in the Kav Hayashar, Parshas Bamidbar, Rishchodesh Sivan, Rishchodesh Sivan. Okay. Me'avat Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael Tivul Lisbon Tishvah Boi Miyom Yimochel Pesach Achag Nishvuis. Because Hashem loves us. We have to count forty nine days from Pesach to Chag Nishvuis. Shu Yom Matan Torah. Shu Yom Chamishim. It's Matan Torah, the fiftieth day. And the reason that we count forty nine days to the fiftieth day is written in the Zayar. Daf Tzadik Vav Omer Aleph. Kishayi told Begos Mitzrayim when the Jews were in Mitzrayim, the Shtaku Baklipa Benem Teshari Tumah. The Jews were in the forty ninth level of Tumah. If the Jews would have been there one more day, just one more day, us, our children and our grandchildren. In other words, till Mashiach comes, we'll be, oh, nice. We'll be, we'll be, wow. We'll be stuck. And God with his pity, because he's so kind, he took us out to freedom, and he gave us the Torah, after 50 days, we count 49 days, not the last day, right, because the last day is, is, is we got the Torah, we got the Torah, Everybody was watching this carefully. Here's the big question. The big question you should ask in your house, ask your children. You ready? Ready for the question? Here's the question. Ready? Here's the question. If you're on the 49th level of Tumor, so ground floor, 49 steps going down to the basement. And you fell to the basement floor. So to get back to the ground floor, you have to climb 49 steps. Right? So every day, so every day, they were on the 49th level of Toma, they climbed the step. So after 49 days, where are they? Can't be at zero. They're at zero. Can't. Of course, what happens is that, I think we spoke about it another time, that every time you went down, Let's go. Let's go normal before we say. Before we mathematically, if you're forty nine, no zero means you're now. You have no kedusha. You have no tumah. Yeah. Okay. So the first step in kedusha, but you're not on the forty ninth step of kedusha. To get to the forty ninth step of kedusha from the forty ninth level of tumah, how many steps is that? Ninety eight. Forty nine. Forty nine is ninety eight. We didn't speak about it here. No. But that's 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 very nice. That's chesed from Hashem. But normal from the 49th level underground, and I want to go to 49th levels. 40, there's 49 floors underground, and I want to. I need 98 floors to get there. I need to go up 98 steps. So you're right. What Hashem did. If I'm if I'm minus 49, I want to get to plus 49. How many steps is that? 98. No matter how many munchies you're going to eat, it's no, 98. No, I was thinking one step per floor. Why are you saying? 
Hello? Please don't put the camera on him, okay? Not tonight. But, okay, so it should be 98 steps, but it's only 49 steps. How does that work? Give me a good muscle for this. So what Hashem did is on the 49th level, He took you, He took, He sort of split you in two, and He took you from the 49th level to the 48th, and at the same time He took you from ground floor to one. But you, but you can't do that unless you split the guy in half. If I'm here, I'm not here. So we said that's what we spoke about last time. Well, Whenever you go out, you always go, you go lower, but you're able to stop. First I have to get out of the 49th level of Tomo. Before I can get to the ladder of Tahara. Here, get strong on the question. Listen to the Ma'ir Ha'esh. Okay? This is what he says. Well, Why don't you give them seven days? Why 49 days? Why 49 days? Why not seven days? Can we tell her Nida? A woman who's in Nida, she counts seven days, and then she's Tahar. So if you, if you say that, the Kleisla was Tameh, so they need seven days. So he says, The Jews were stuck in their 49th Tumah. And since every day they went up another gate, he needed 49 days to, be, to become Torah. It makes the question even stronger. He, he, he's making the question even stronger. Because you had 49 days of Tumah, so you had to go up 49 steps. If you went up 49 steps, you're only at zero. No, you dig a kasha here, what's going on. It's a Zaya. We have to look at the Zaya. All right. But he does say the Kabayasha. So he doesn't say Shari Toma. He says 49 days of going up in the Shari Hakadusha. This must be a very deep answer. I'm trying to find a muscle in my head where you go up a step and you go up another step at the same time. Can you be in two stairways at the same time? Maybe we'll get an answer. Let's see what he says. All right. That's why we count seven weeks. In Sphira, you count two different ways. You count days, you count weeks. So you really have two countings. You have 49 and 7. Seven weeks. Week 1, week 2, week 3, right? right. So, so you have both. So why do you need both? I know, why do you have to say, Hayom, Shiva, Yomim, Shehem, Shvua, Echad, Laomer. We all know how to do math. Hayom, Shiva, Yom, Laomer. Why do you have to say weeks? Right? Hayom, Arboyim, Vitesha, Yomim, Shehem, Shiva, Shavua, Salaim. I know that. What? It's two separate countings. Right? I don't know the halacha, everyone who's watching. What happens on the 49th day if you don't say, if you don't say the days, but you say the weeks? Hayom, Shiva, Shavua, Salaim. Are you, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, you're all watching. You can send me a text, right? So let's say you just count the weeks, but you don't count the days. Like, today's the fourth. You don't say, hey, today's the 14th day. You say, today is two weeks. 
Are you yaitza? And if you don't change that, can you make a bracha the next night? You didn't say days, but you said weeks. What? You could? No. So I'm, what I'm saying is, let's say you say it's two weeks, but you don't say it's 14 days. The next night you make a bracha, you did a good counting? If you just did the weeks, or you just did the days. How about just doing the days? Today is 14 days, and you don't say how many weeks. So it's a mashma from here. There's two things going on here. This is the steps, right, the, the levels. But also in Ishanida, and Ishanida counts seven, counts seven weeks. And Ishanida counts seven weeks. So it seems to be the weeks are also, every, when you say one week, it's the first day of Anida, second week, second day of Anida, Nikiyim, and then it's Shoshua Yishim and Nikiyim, and then it's Shoshua After seven days, she's to her for her, for her husband. That's what the Jews were in the Midbar. They had Tomas Nida from the Klip of Mitzrayim. And they had to count seven days. Okay? Right, the three days before, so this year it's Shabbos, thir- Shabbos, Thursday, Wednesday. I call the Okay? Now, what? Shabbos, Friday, On the 50th day, we got it to the 50th level of being. The Zayah says that what is that level? The Eitzachayim. That was B'tayich Hagan, by the way. There were two trees, right? Eitzachayim. What was the Eitzachayim? Eitzachayim was the Torah. And if he would have waited for Shabbos, he would have gotten the Eitzachayim on Shabbos, and there wouldn't have been no Avera by the Eitzadas. There's an argument between Rabbi Yelazar, oh, my favorite guy is here. Between Rabbi Yelazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Was it created in Nisan of Tishrei? The world was created in Nisan. When it says the third month, it's the third month from Nisan. Fourth month, fifth month from Nisan. In came Pesach Chukhak Rishon. So if you're going to count from Nisan, what's the first holiday? What's the what's the first holiday in the year? Pesach. Chag Shuvus Chukhak Emtsoi. Shuvus is the middle. Chukas is the last one. If you start from Tishrei, it's Chukas first, Pesach second, truth, right? In Kei Lamanik Rishvuah, it's Eitz Chaim Shibitach HaGan. Why is it called Eitz Chaim? That's in the middle of the gun. Because it's the middle holiday. Right? You start with Pesach, and Shuvah is in the middle. The praise of, of, of Shuvah is the praise of learning Torah. And that is the most important thing. Okay. Now, what did I underline here? I underlined, I am a safer lave double chida. He ain't suffix, you may have pasha, elunim to lend me soul saves in the flames, you may elum or oily echid schooler. He ain't suffix, you be your all. That that the days of Hafrasha Elu, the Shemayak Bala, people who learn Taira get secrets and inyanim nefloim. It's a very special time to be learning now because it's called the Shari Bina. And that's what you need to learn. You need Shari Bina. Okay. Now, 
Therefore, it's a good time to learn. It's always a good time to learn, but it's Chodesh Meir Bala. Okay, this is not, we don't have to learn this. God wanted to show Klaistral how much he loved us amongst the nation. He gave us the man. He gave us the man. On Shuas, we bring a carbon of barley. Barley is animal food, not human food. Why? Because when there's a saita, when a man tells his wife not to go into the room, not to go into a room with a man, and she does, and they close the door, and there's two witnesses, and they warn them, and now we don't know if she did something in the room, so they bring her this carbon soirim. Because she was acting a little bit like a behemoth. He told her not to go into it, right? So he brings the carbon of Sairam. But here, Hashem came to us. We said, Nasvanishma. Right? So on, 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 on Shvuis, we bring the stay Chagashvuitz. We bring. We don't bring from barley. We bring from bread. Not this. It's not the carbon of the Oimer, right? Therefore, Chagashvuitz yem echad. The Rabbi Shagashbaruch Hu echad Yisrael go echad. Now comes a very interesting zayah. The zayah says the following: Uspatnuchem Ozer Shami Yavirchem Es Oimer Trufa. When the Jews were in Mitzrayim, they belonged to a different Rishus. And they were Tomei. Like a woman who's Tomei. They had a bris in Mitzrayim. And then we became part of the bris. And the Tomei left us. Like a woman who the Tomei left her. Right? Like it says, a woman's supposed to count, so we count. From now on, is the cheshman of Tahara. Now he goes back to what we said before, that, that it goes back to the 49 Sha'arm of Tumah. Oh, I have my answer. He's answering the question to Kaviyosha. Kaviyosha is saying that when they left Mitzrayim, they weren't Tommy anymore. They did a bris. Hashem took away the Tumah. Now they're on ground floor. And then the next 49 steps, they went into Kedusha. This is what he's saying. Not the Zayar saying this, right? Again, he's saying. Because they shoot you. Out of, yeah, out of the whole Tumah, out of the whole Zuhamah. Wow. What? Wow. That's what he's saying over here. Shinimolu b'mitzrayim, nichnesu b'chelek ha-kosh-bochu shinik rebis. Bris. Upaska ha-tumah mehem. And the Tumah left them. So they're out of the 49. Now they're counting 49. We're in 49 levels in Kedusha. No, the Bris took them from the basement... Put them on the ground floor. This is what this is saying. And now, they just climbed up and up and up. Upaska had Tumah. The Tumah was over. He said, That is what he is saying. 
Have a brishus acheru. They will belong to the other, to the dark side. Shahi brishus hachichayim begufu benefesh. The dark side own their bodies and their souls. Shinit musha betumas mitrayim bekishif avodizara. They became tamei mitrayim with with black magic and avodizara. Bossa the Israel mitrayim be'er pesach ilu bechudushin ikri bris. Upasak minayu shapirish bekalat tumas shahi b'dvukas mehem and it all left them. And, and therefore, they started their count from already the ground from the from the regular floor. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what desire saying. So that therefore they started. Can you that? No, it's no good. No good. What I'm saying. Oh no 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 no. So the Zayar is saying again, these 49 days, it had to be tar. It's not so clear. It's not so clear. It's not so clear. Okay. It seems to be that as they, like you said, as they went up one day out of Tumah, they went one day in Kedusha, but doesn't really explain it. Okay. Now, what happened? Here he's not saying that. On the 50th day, the Yisrael, all the Tumah went away. They came to the 50th level. What? No, the Malachim went up and down. The Malachim went up and down the land. It seems to be happening at the same time. It has to be happening at the same time. It was for their good that they should be Tahar. Okay. Anyway, this is the point where I was really wanted to get to everyone. Okay. In what? So, the, so at the same time, so at the same time that they were getting the kedusha that day, it it washed away the step of tuma. You took water. You took water, and you and you and it's a dirty step, right? And you washed that step, so the tuma left at the same time. The step is now clean. That's very nice, Marshall. So it's clean. Then you go to the next step. It's clean. All of a sudden, you're on the forty ninth step. It's clean. The, the, the day of Kedusha that you accepted takes away the Tumah at the same time and replaces it with the Kedusha. It's not like the basement. You can't, it's not, it's not, it's the same 49 steps. Except the 49 steps were filthy. It's, it, it, it's the same. If it's, if it's different, then it's 98 steps. It's the same 49 steps. You're washing off the Tumah and now you're on a clean step. Now you're on a clean step. You find yourself on a clean step. At the 49th step, you're on the, now you're on for, the 49th and all the steps are clear, are clean. That's a better marshal. Okay, now this is what, really where I'm going for everybody. So, Arcane, 
It is correct. Everyone who's listening, listen to me. This is so important. You cannot, there is no money in the world, there's no medicine in the world that can guarantee you a year of life. There's no such thing. Except staying up a whole night of shavuos. It is unheard of. There's no medicine. There's, you can have a trillion dollars and say, I'm, giving, I'm willing to give you a trillion dollars, guarantee me life this year. You can't. But, but the Zayar and, and the Kavayasha and, and many of the old Svarim will guarantee you life. Listen to what it says. Al-Kain, therefore, it is correct and is correct for anyone who fears and trembles in the word of God. You should learn the whole night. The whole night. Learn. Don't sit here, go walk for an Avenue J and walk and drink a coffee, have an orange, learn one Mishnah, have another orange, have another coffee, talk to your friends. Now this, that, this means you're going to have to learn a whole night. And the Kabayosha says, you should say, I know you want to learn Gemara and everything, but first you should say, Tikkun of Leil Shavuos, which has, there's no, short, there's no short version, it takes you two and a half hours, at least, minimum. Tikkun Leil Shavuos is Chomish, Navi, Ksuvim, Mishnah, Gemara, Zayar, Kabbalah. Okay? Not the whole Shishis of mission. Two missions from each thing. Okay, now, we ask about Torah, Nevi Muksuvim. You should learn Torah, Nevi Muksuvim, Mishnayis, Ksasma Meri Hazoya. You should learn lessons of Tikkun Mishnayi Lan Shilbuis. And there is Minhagim, and it's taking off, by the way, in Flatbush. I saw a lot of places are doing it. The second night, to stay up all night and say, I'm speaking in the second night in Rabbi Fisher. Is he going to come? Speaking the second night. Usually it's easier to stay up the second night because you slept. This year is Shabbos. But you're not allowed to say on Shabbos, I'm sleeping to stay up because you're not allowed to prepare. You can think it, but you can't say it. You shouldn't even think it. I'm going to sleep. What? No, but you can't prepare. You can't say, here's the grape juice. This is for Abdullah on Shabbos. You can't do that. Not allowed to prepare for after Shabbos. Now, two nights. For Ashraya Ish, praise the man, who does two nights. And a person who stays up all night is mechaber the yichud elyon, but eivus b'shafagadol. B'schutz say yishpiyakar shbochu gamken aleno achadosh. God should give us the new light. Veniska kolonol ere amen, and we should all be niska to the light. Okay, listen carefully in the kavanaki. It's going to make you all very happy. You ready? Here we go. Sheyilmud kol alayla roya b'zoya kad mate lahaylele lebayilele milbe beraisa valdoch asidei kamayloi habe name mahaylele behu laim beraisa. What does that mean? Anyone who stays up the whole night of Shavuos. Anyone who stays up the whole night of Shavuos learning. You're actually producing jewelry for the Shekhinah. He will be watched in Shemayim. 
and an earth, you will make it through the year in peace. You are not allowed to sleep the night of Shavuos. Not one second. Not after supper and say, okay, I'll come, I'll come to Shavuot at 12. No. A whole night you have to be up. Anyone who does not sleep, Shavuos night, klal at all. I feel rega echad, even one second you don't sleep. For your Oishik Bitorikola and you're learning a whole night. Muftachloi, I promise you, I guarantee you, I give you a haftacha, Shiyashlim Shnasai, he will finish his year. The law year Shumnezik Bashanahu, and nothing and nobody could hurt him. You hear what's going on here? Live out a year and be protected, no one can hurt you. That's the guarantee. Veloyai. The way you're going to live that year is totally, it's connected in this Indian. If you don't sleep at all, you definitely will not die that year. And I know someone that did and used to stay up all night. And I asked his son, how could it be that he died? I know that he used to stay up all night and his son said his father wasn't feeling well. And after supper, he said, I'm going to lay down for an hour and then wake me up and I'll go learn. And kachoya. That year, he went to sleep for an hour. And therefore, it's a pashat aminic to be up all night learning Torah. Not the Zoya. How much Hashem loves it. You hear? Not even dozing off. For one second, with the vacancy of Torah from learning Torah, with Eis Halayla that night, that night, Ustermli Yetzishlei Dab Eis Halayla Mishum Lashon Chol. That night, make sure you don't talk any nonsense, any Lashon Hara, any what, how do you say Chol, any mundane. Rak Hakol B'Lashon Hakodesh. You should really speak Ivrit that night. You shouldn't speak English. Lashon Hakodesh, not Ivrit. And then he brings the Maishan Nerb in Beis Yosef of Shlomo Elkabats that the Malach came to talk to them. He says, interesting, Just listen to this. This people don't know. I am believed David. He said, you should know that that um, no, I'm sorry. Let's again. I believe David. People tell you not to learn the Tikkun of Arizal. And you should learn other things. Learn Gemara, learn Mishnah. Don't say Tikkun. Says you're wrong because this is written with secrets. Even though we don't know, we don't know the secrets of the Torah. We call Makayim. Even though really, this is what you should learn that night. Tikkun Leil Shuas. the Tikkun Leil that the Tikkun of Leil Shuas, the Male, or Raisa, you shouldn't learn anything else this night. You should say Tikkun. 
and then learn Gemara. You shouldn't learn anything until you say the Tikkun. I'm just reading from what he says. The Mishama Likwes Halayla Zu Bechabur Shirashim Rechavil Kadishna Rizal Him Amu Shiyomudu Tanach. Okay. Now, what about the second night? What about the second night? He says the Lev David says Gam in Chutzla that you have a Yom Sheni Shal Goliath. Right? Also, there's guys who sleep a whole day. Right? They, don't, they only learn at night. They don't sleep a whole day. That's wrong. You should learn during the day also. Okay. And he says on the second night, the Malach, the Magid, came to them, and they actually learned more than the first night. The second day of Shuiz, Chibi Yisei Hashem loves the learning on the second day more than the first day. Why? People don't know this. The Torah was not given in Eretz Yisrael that you have only one day Shavuos. The Torah was not given on the first day of Shavuos. Moshe Beno asked for an extra day. The Jews weren't ready. So the Torah was not given on the 50th day. The Torah was given on the 51st day. So really, the second day of Shavuos that we keep is really the day that we got the Torah. No one, people don't know this. I tell this to people, like, what are you talking about? We got the Torah on, on the 50th day. No, you did not. Hashem, now, oh, so you're going to ask me a question. Why? You have to know. Why, so then why don't we celebrate the second day? In Eretz Yisrael, why are you celebrating the 50th? F- celebrate the 51st. You hear? We didn't get the Torah on the 50th. What are you celebrating? We, did, we got it the next day, yeah. Shataka, why? Because Hashem... When he said he's giving the Torah, he said he's giving it on the 50th day. So the 50th day has a crazy kedusha in it because God said, that's when I'm giving the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, they're not ready. We need another day. So Hashem changed the day for us. But originally, the kedusha he put in on the 50th day. So that's why the 50th day is when you make the first day of Shuvah and when it's all Shuvah. But really, we didn't get the Torah. So therefore, you hear what he's saying here? You should know it's, a, it's an extra love on the 51st day. The Lukuliyama, everyone agrees. That the Torah was given and, and God agreed. Because Moshe Rabbeinu added that. Only if you know that you can daven the second day, you stay up two nights, it's a little hard, you can't give up your daven. If you can't daven, then you can't stay up. He says, it's better, you should sleep a little, so you can learn until, let's say, Aloysia Shacha, right, or Nets, and then go to sleep till the nine o'clock meeting. So that you spell Kuroi, you can daven okay. Okay, so it's very, very important to to what's it called to um, to learn on the second night also, if you can. It's hard two nights in a row, but huh? No, guarantees you one year. You just gonna, you, you're just doing it for the guarantee. The other question is like this: What happens if the first night you fall asleep? But the second night you stay out, will I guarantee you a year? No, you stay on the first day. It doesn't say on the first day. 
just says staying up on that of Shuas. But he says he says actually called me Shuloi Yishem Balayla Hazois. That that night, the first night, I feel a regal even one second. Can't sleep one second. But you have to stay up to learn, not not because it's, not because it's a schooler. We do everything for a schooler. But not 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 because it's a schooler. How many minutes are we on? Huh? Okay, so now we're gonna go. So that's that's Shuas night. That's what's happening Shuas night. Now now we're going to go. Did we talk about last week about turning the page with Rus? Beginning there was a hunger and all that. We spoke about that, right? Okay. Now, what? I said a story. You need a good story. I went this week, this past Shabbos. I was invited to an organization. Their first Shabbaton for Jewish people that are blind. I was very worried about what am I going to say? What, what am I going to say? Um, they never made this before. It was the first time. Mostly Hasidic people. Children, adults, parents who have kids that are blind and kids who have parents that are blind. The Shabbaton up in the Rolly, I have never experienced anything in my life I'm still digesting it. Like when I first came, I, w- I couldn't deal with it. Everybody's walking around with sticks and, 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 and seeing eye dogs. And it was just, I couldn't deal with it. And then by the end of Shabbos, I didn't even realize they were blind. That's that kind of Shabbos. It was amazing. It was an amazing, unbelievable Shabbos, these people. So and I'll tell you the most amazing part. So this boy gets up to them for the army. He's 14. Blind, totally blind. Blind. His eyes are like closed. They don't even open. And this tzaddik of a tzaddik, who's a computer computer brainiac, wrote Sidurim and Svarim and everything in Braille. Braille are these little dots that they feel on the paper, and each dot is a different word, and it's very complicated because the A and the A is underneath the dot. It's very hard. It's very complicated. This kid gets up to down for the armor, the chazan. I'm like, this is not going to work. And he has this big sitter in Braille. And he davened for the Ahmed. I've never heard a 14-year-old have that good ivra in my life, that clear. And he got up there and he davened the whole thing with his fingers. I mean, he spoke. And it was not normal. The guy who does it is amazing. The guy who does it does it. What? He does it for free. It's amazing. So here's what someone said, and I want everyone who's listening never to forget what this blind person said. This blind person got up and said, I don't have sight, but I have a lot of vision. Wow. Amazing. I don't have sight, I'm blind, but I have a lot of vision. And that was their Shabbos. They didn't complain. They weren't walking around sad. They were amazing. It was amazing. And and I just don't, you know, of course, people don't appreciate that we have vision and that we can see. Um, but they were happy. They were happy that other Shabbatons have gone to. And it was just, it was just amazing, amazing, amazing. I forgot, I didn't bring the name of the organization that, that did it. Um, 
and I told them, I told them what I told you guys last week. Well, I didn't know what to tell them. I didn't know what to tell them. I told them that you just have to turn the page. You have to turn the page. That's what that's what Shavuos is all about. You know, Rus starts off with there's a hunger in the land. That's bad. And then these guys move out of Israel, and and Naomi's husband dies, and she's a widow. That's really bad. And then her sons go off to Derech and marry Shikses. Like, what's worse than that? You have two sons, and they both marry Shikses. They have no children, and the children anyway would be Goyim. She has Kares! She's finished, Naomi. Finished. Even if her two sons wouldn't have died, her grandchildren would have been Goyim. So she loses her husband. She loses all her money. Her kids go off to Derek and marry Goyim. And then they die. So they don't even have a chance of doing tshuva and marrying Jews. She has nothing. She has no money. She has no future. She said, I'm too old to have me to have any more children. Finished. It looks like it's over. And then you turn the page. It's my one page, one and a half pages. And the last, the last word in Rus is, Yishai Halilis David, Mashiach. Start off with a person who loses everything. And they say, to Naomi had a, had a son, because she took care of, of Oyved. Naomi had a son. So here you have this woman who lost everything, Kare is finished, life is over, have a nice life. And the last word in Rus is, Yishai Halilis David. So I said to them, I said, listen, I can't explain why people are blind and people suffer. Tzadik Virala, I can't explain that. But the page will turn. And my bracha to them was that, and I really believe it, that they'll see Mashiach before we do. Because one of the things about vision, being able to see a lot, is... There's a lot of distractions. It says when a person dies and his neshama leaves his body, the neshama sees across the world from one side or the other. How could that be? Because eyes are restricting. You can only see to that wall. But once you don't have eyes, the, you, don't, you don't see the way I see, and you can see right through that wall. So, of course, eyes are restricting. So, so that's why they hear... They're hearing, they're smelling, they're like, they know, oh, that's you, Rabbi Wallace. I'm like, I know you walk already. I'm only there a few hours. I know you walk already. They know, they, their other senses get much stronger. But yes, we all have to appreciate, you know, what, what we have. We definitely have to appreciate what we have. And, and I have to tell you something very sad. Um, one of the guys who was leading it said that in America, in the world, the, the blind people have an 89% um, unemployment. People don't give them jobs. Deaf people, maybe 25% don't get jobs. Blind people, 89%. So whoever's out there, if you can give a blind person, they can work computers, they can work pretty much like anybody else. Um, I, people are worried they're going to fall, this and that, they don't fall. Nobody fell a whole Shabbos. Our Shabbaton people fall, <laughs> people, people fall down the steps, they fall off the table, Fall off their chairs here. Not one person, not one kid, nobody. Nobody, nobody fell. Nobody got hurt. Um, they need jobs. People can help them would be a very big mitzvah. It's amazing Shabbos. I'm still digesting. Amazing. I have to, I have to meditate. I have to go to Beer Mountains.
I have to meditate. Amazing. 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 You know, Shimshim was blind when he destroyed the Plishtim. They took his eyes out. He was blind when he took them down. There's a few people in the Torah that were blind. The Gemara. Anyway, we have to appreciate what we have. What? Yitzchak. And, and in, the, in the Gemara, I think we have Yaisi. The Sagi Nahar. It was a very um, emotional Shabbos. Anyway, they should all get this eyesight Mitzvah back. And I have this is Def Yeshiva, Def Yeshiva up in Toronto. Amazing place. I love to go to. to so when I talk, they sign. They sign to the kids because they can't hear. I told them, who do you think is going to hear the Shafer first? You guys are going to hear the Shafer first. We're distracted. We hear horns and trains and buses and sirens and Hatzalah. They don't hear that. So when the Shafer blows, that's all they're going to hear. It should be Bakara of Christ's suffering. It should be Bakara, that's for sure. That's for sure. Okay, I want to talk about my about David Amalekh. Because we end Rus with Oyved, Oyved, I mean Yishai, Hoyved is Dov. The whole Machus of Christ, the whole Mashiach of Christ. Came from nowhere. He came from nowhere. Let's talk a minute. Shmuel Aleph. Shmuel Aleph. Shmuel Aleph. Where are you? Oh, the Plishtim gave us problems. Okay, so it starts off, which is a very, very important very important, very, very important. Lesson for us. Lesson for us. So, we had to fight Amalek. We had to fight Amalek. No, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Okay. Okay, so Shaul becomes the king. And he's commanded he's commanded to fight Amalek and to wipe them out. Right? Where are you, no? Why am I having a problem finding this? We find any problem. No, no. Hi, everyone who's listening on the tape is wondering what's going on.
No. Ah, here we go. Okay. Koyam Hashem. Perek Tesvav Shmuel Aleph. You gotta go and you gotta wipe out Amalek. So they go. Vayach shows Amalek. Very important lesson to all of us. It's called rationalization. And Shaul and the Klai Yisrael had Rachmanes on the king of Amalek, Agog. And good sheep and good cattle. And they were supposed to kill them all. But they didn't. And Hashem said to Shmuel Hanavi, who was a very close friend of Shaul's, um, I, I have reconsidered making Shaul the king because he didn't keep my word. And Shmuel Hanavi was very upset and he cried out to Hashem the whole night. What does Rashi say? Why did he cry out a whole night? Why did he cry out a whole night? Prosecute Aleph. He prayed all night for Shaul, because he loved Shaul. But he asked Shmuel to cry Shaul, but he went to meet him. He was the Navi. But he asked Shmuel to cry Shaul, but he asked Hashem, I did what you asked me to do. I went to war with Amalek. Knocked him out. Oh, no, you didn't. But Yomar Shmuel, by the way, by the way, hello, boys. This is a very important lesson when it comes to giving Musr. When Hashem, when, 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 when Adam ate from the Eitz Hadas, and Hashem said to him, where are you? He said, I'm hiding. Why are you hiding? I'm not dressed. How do you know you're not dressed? I ate from the tree. Hashem knew he ate from the tree. Why don't Hashem just say like, what are you doing hiding? You ate from the tree. You didn't have Eira. Because when you give Musr, right? And I'm very into this. You, you, the person has to own their own stuff. So if you say, you did this, you did that, you did this, who owns that? I do, because I said, you did this. When you say, Rebbe, um, yeah, I, I just ate something and I didn't make a bracha, Right? So I, I didn't say anything to you. You said it. So now you got to fix it. When Hashem, Hashem didn't say, you ate from the Etzadas. Hashem said, where are you hiding? Why are you hiding? How do you know you're not, how do you know you're not dressed? Oh, because I ate from the Etzadas. So then he owned it, Adam. It's running with a bilge a little bit. What? It's like running a guy with a bilge. No. No, you're leading him into admitting it. You're, in, you're not. But he's God and he knows that. Uh... He knew what he did, but he, it, once Adam said, I did it, now he's going to do tshuva. If I say you did it, so the same thing happened here. Look at Shmuel. Shmuel knew, Hashem came to him and said, he didn't kill Agog. He didn't kill the sheep. I told him to do that, right? So when he met Shmuel, met Shaul, he should have said to Shaul, what are you doing? You're the king. What are you doing? Right? He didn't say that. He said, so he said, hi, Shem Aleichem. I did what I was supposed to do. He didn't say you didn't do it. One second. If you killed all the cattle, I hear animals. What do I hear? 
Oh, my Yom Hashua, my Yom Aleki, I brought him from, from the Yom Aleki. The man's Zwech Hashem! I should waste them? I should just shoot them and kill them? That's what I should do? I have all these beautiful sheep. I'm bringing a carbon. I'm going to Atlantic City. But I'm giving tips and making a kiddush Hashem. And I'm buying the books for the, for the shul. And I'm making a bracha on the food that I'm eating. Hashem don't want you there. So, so he said, I, I, I'm doing a mitzvah. No. When you're the king, you have to do what you're told. You can't, you can't, anybody, you can't rationalize. You can't make up your own decisions. And, you want me to tell you what happened last night when Hashem came to me? And he told him. And he told him that he lost his kingdom. I don't understand. I did what he told me to do. And I captured Agog. And it's not my fault. I don't own this. It's not my fault. They did it. The people did it. They're the ones who brought the sheep. So Shmuel said to him, and you think Hashem wants Eloi Suzvachim from these sheep after he told you to kill them? Don't rationalize. Don't make your own decisions. But why he lost the Malchus was because he said, the people made me do it. Then you're no longer a leader. If the people can make you do something, you're no longer a leader. A leader. And um, so therefore, Shaul said to Shmuel, Chatasi, he owned it. I, I didn't listen to Hashem, and I didn't listen to you. Because I was scared of the people. And I listened to them. He said, so, so come back with me, and, 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 and I'll, I'll kill our Gog, and I'll kill all the animals, and I'll ask forgiveness. I'm not coming back with you. Because you made Hashem miserable. And you made Hashem regret that he made you a king in Klai Yisrael. So now, for Shol to go back to the Jewish nation without the Navi, would show that the Navi is not talking to him anymore, would be crazily embarrassing. But Yisav Shmuel and Shmuel said, I'm out of here. But Yachzik, we can have me, Eloi, but Yikare. And he grabbed him, Shoal grabbed Shmuel by the shirt, and he ripped it. You know what you just did? You ripped my shirt. Hashem ripped your machos from Yisrael. And he's going to give it to someone else. But Lemaisa, he didn't want to embarrass him. So he said, Please, I know I sinned, but, but give me honor. If I'm going to walk back there without you, I'm going to be so embarrassed. So even though he ripped Shaul's shirt, and even though Hashem said that, that uh, he ripped Shmuel's shirt, and even though Hashem told Shmuel that it's over, right? But you don't embarrass another Jew, no matter what, no matter how bad he sinned. But Yashav Shmuel Achere Shaul.
And Shmuel went back with Shaul. Shaul Hashem. And and show and show and they killed Agog, but I think that and then Shmuel went back home. But Lemaisa, as bad as the Avera that Shmuel did, and now that he lost the Malchus, Shmuel should have said, "I'm not. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be part of your Avera." He said, "No. If it's going to embarrass you to go back to the Jews without the Navi, he went with them." So as bad as he did, and as much as that happened, and he ripped his shirt. When it comes to ben alma chaveru, when it comes to treating treating another person, that that person should be embarrassed, should not be embarrassed, is more important than you. So the the navi, who knew the whole story, went back with him. It looked like everything was good. Nobody knew. It looked like everything was good. And that's what Shaul asked him to do, and that's what he did. It's late. Um, I wanted to learn it. So this is when Shaul lost his machlus to learn about David and Goliath. I guess we'll wait, Mitz Hashem, um, until I guess next week we'll talk about it, even though it's after um, after Shavuos. But the whole story of David Melech with Goliath came from his DNA from his great grandmother Rus, who said, "Your God is my God," who um, who became a, a, a Giyaris. I heard something amazing tonight. What did he say to me? Someone said, "Oh." So someone said to me tonight, I stopped on my way down from the ranch, the gas station, I met a chisha guy who listens to my shoe. He said, well, I, have to, I have to ask you a bomb question. I said, okay, tell me the bomb question. He said, why did Rus become a Jew before her husband died? Why, this whole thing, your nation's my nation. When you die, I die. Your God's my God. Why did that happen after they lost everything? The army was very rich. They were very rich, when, right? When they married uh, Arpa and, and Rus. Why didn't Rus become a Jew then? Great bomb question. Why did she wait till they lost everything and then become a Jew? Become a Jew when they have everything. What? What? She was marrying. She was marrying a Jew. Why didn't you become a, like many people who marry want to marry Jews today? They want to, they want to convert. They want to be. Why didn't you convert? Now you want to convert. Now he's dead. Now he's dead. You're not even marrying a Jew. She has no money. Why would you, why would you want to convert now? If you want to convert, you should have converted then. So that's his question. He has an answer. I said, I never thought about that. Now you want to convert. Now there's no reason to convert. Your husband's dead. Like then there was a reason to convert. Now there's no reason to convert. He said something neurotic. He said, Jews and non-Jews, when they're rich and everything's great, they're pretty much the same. He said, but when a Jew loses everything and lost her husband, lost her children, lost her money and said, I need to go back to my nation in Eretz Yisrael, that Ruth never saw. That's not the way that the non-Jews react. When you're doing well, Jews and non-Jews react pretty much the same way. But when you're not doing well, when you're coming out of a Holocaust, and you're like, stronger relationship with Hashem than before the Holocaust, when you're coming to America and you're making Yeshiva, that date, that... So, where does that come from? The Gemara. The Gemara says, then the end of time, the Goyim are going to say, it's not fair. Why do the Jews have a sheikh and we don't? You didn't give us mitzvahs. If you would have given us mitzvahs, we would have kept the mitzvahs. It's the Gemara. 
So, so Hashem says, okay, I'm going to give you one mitzvah. If you keep that mitzvah, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the same reward as the Jews. Which mitzvah? Sukkah. Sukkah? That's how you're going to test the guy with a sukkah? Give him Yom Kippur. Let's see him fast for 26 hours. Give him, they have to keep Shabbos. Give them, they have to wear tzitzes and fill in, right? Sukkah, Hashem gives them sukkah. They're all in the sukkah, and Hashem makes it like 110 degrees. Like, very, very hot. And the goyim, they're like, I'm not, I'm not schwitzing in this, 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 this booth. And they walk out and they give it a kick, and they're like, Ugh, this is stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Okay. Frey Chazal, what did they do wrong? The halach is that, that if it's hot, a Jew's also not supposed to stay in the sukkah. Because it has to be comfortable. If there's flies, if it's raining, if it's too hot. So what did they do wrong? So what's the difference between them and us? We would also have to leave the sukkah. The difference is they kicked, they kicked the sukkah. We would have walked out and said, Ugh, it's so hot, we can't keep the mitzvah today. I feel so bad, it's raining. Like the first night if it rains, it's supposed to be like, like it's coming to the king with, with wine and he throws it in your face. Right? People... Everyone is very nervous when the first night of Sukkot, it's raining, it's like Hashem doesn't want us. It's like, right? So you make Kiddush, you wait, you have to wait hours, hours the first night. You can't just eat in the house. You have to wait hours at least to make Kiddush in the Sukkah because we show Hashem, we really want to be there. I'm not happy now that I can be in the house and it's nice and warm and I'm not up in the mountains at 20 degrees, right? Outside in the Sukkah freezing. But no, we're like, come on, come on, let the rain stop already. Come on, I want to sleep in the Sukkah. So the, the reaction... The reaction of the heat of the sukkah. The Jews also left the sukkah. The same, the Goyim kept sukkah, we kept sukkah. Then it got hot, we both left the sukkah. So what's the difference? We left the sukkah and said, Ugh, I, hope it, I hope it cools off, I can get back in there. They kicked it. They kicked the sukkah. So the reaction when things are no good between a Jew and a non-Jew are very different. Very different. So that's what she saw. She saw after Naomi lost her, fa- her husband, her money, her kids... And now Naomi's saying, like, I lost everything. I need to go back to my people. I need to go back to my land. Which was like, why aren't you angry? Why aren't you, like, kicking the religion? Why aren't you giving up on the religion or walking away? That she never saw. And that's when she said, if that's how you react to bad news, then your God is my God and your nation is my nation. Where you live, I live. Where you go, I go. Because this is something I've never seen before. That when, not only you don't kick the sukkah, but you're upset that you can't keep the sukkah. So when she saw that in the army, that's when she became a Gyarist. When they were doing well, she wasn't there. It was the same Goyish and non She didn't see anything in Judaism to become a Jew. She didn't see anything in Machlan and Kilion to draw her to become a Jew. Like they're, they're rich, they're partying, they have a good time, so we do the same thing. But by Naomi, she saw so much pain, and the pain led her to get closer to Hashem that she never saw before. And that's why she became a Gyarist. We should all be Zeicher to see the Malchus of David and Melech back again with the coming of Mashiach. Good Yontif, good Shabbos, everybody should stay up both nights, you should have a good year with Arichas Yavim, Rishonim, it's the only guarantee that that year you will live. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com